Toss until we fall out, like the roof on fire. Now, baby, get my booty naked, take off all your clothes and light the roof on fire. Tell her, tell her, baby, 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 Oh, I look like I got on that championship ring. All right, now you slowly ease Hi. it up. All right. She's popping bottles. What do I do? Just kind of Play hold it? it down a little bit. You just wiggle it out. Wiggle out the cork. All right. Hold on to the bottle. But put your hand under it. Yeah, and just... There you go. There you go. Come on. You got it. Come on. A little bit more. Come on. It kind of hurts. You got it. Here it comes. No, no. It hurts my thumb. Oh, God almighty. Sip it. Sip it. Little sip. It's a light. Oh, my God. I'm about to fill that bottle, too. Easy, Tiger. Holy So let's get down to business. This is, all right, you guys ready? This is the last episode of 2016. This is, the episode is going to be called The Jenna. <laughs> all right, here we go. I'm going to kick it off and then we're going to get started. And three, two, one. Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Sunny D here, and you are now listening to the YFYI podcast, the podcast where you come to get your mind right, get your head right, get motivated, get inspired. Get re-energized about the career that you've set yourself off on, the path that you've taken that first step to, creating the career that you've always wanted to. This is the podcast you guys come to, to get that extra checkup from the neck up, that little bit that's going to help take you to the next level. I am your host, Sunny D, and we do have another Another one! An exclusive episode here tonight. I've actually, I'm on to another interview. Can you guys believe it? It is December 31st, 2016. It's almost 11 p.m. at night. We're less than an hour and a half away from bringing in 2017. And I'm excited. And this episode is awesome because... We have another exclusive interview. Before I bring my guest on, I just want to thank you guys for hanging with the Wi-Fi podcast. We have over a thousand subscribers right now that listen from all over the country and beyond. People that have come into contact with our content, have shared their stories, have been digging into the book. I did become an author at the beginning of this year, something that I aspire to be, set out to be, and made it happen. Didn't know how I was going to make it happen, but made it happened. Since the book has been released at the beginning of the year, 
we've gone around the country touring. I'm actually looking at a map right now with different destinations. We've been all over the country with the YFY book and sharing the message. In closing out the year, one of the goals was to have 52 episodes of YFY podcast in the iTunes podcast app so you could subscribe and tune in every single week. And this is episode 52. And I have a very special guest in the studio tonight. In the studio tonight, none other than if you guys have enjoyed the YFY book, you've probably also enjoyed the cover, the beautiful artwork on YFY the book. You've also maybe been at a YFY presentation and enjoyed the beautiful artistic creation of a Snapchat filter. Someone that turned me into a cartoon. Created Snapchat filters for YFY. Designed the book cover for YFYI. Has been at pretty much every single YFYI presentation around the country. My number one recruit, my first recruit into the company. Listen guys, the podcast, the book, it's all, this is all my side hustle. This is something I do on the side. My primary focus is building salons. That's what I do. But these side hustles that I have would not have been possible without the creative input and push and dedication and commitment of the individual I have. The first recruit in our company, my business partner, our top stylist, and my best friend is in the studio tonight, Jenna Wasag. At Jenna Wasag, welcome to the YFYI podcast. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. You're doing great. She's doing great, ladies and gentlemen. She is doing great. You know what? We are doing great. And it's great to have you in the studio. It's great to have you in the studio on the YFY podcast. This has been a long time coming. And I'm excited to have you here. Just for our listeners that don't know you, most of them do. Most of them do know you. But just for our listeners that may not know you, I just want you to take us, just kind of bring us up to speed. Who are you and where are you at? What's your position within the Salon 1.0? And bring us up to speed on that. And we're going to go back, we're going to go forward, we're going to go in all different directions tonight. But tell us a little bit about where you're at right now in your career. Okay. Uh, well, currently I am Sunny's business partner, but I'm ultimately still a full-time stylist at the Salon 1.0. So I do hair pretty much every day. And yeah, that's, that's what I do. That's what you do. That is what you do. So you are a full-time hairstylist. Now, you went to what beauty school? Paul Mitchell, the school, Tampa. Awesome. And when did you go to school? Um, well, I guess it was probably seven, eight years ago. Seven, eight years I think ago. I started eight years ago. Awesome. Now, what made you decide to step out on the journey of becoming a hairstylist? Well, um, I probably sound like everybody else out there, but I will say I always had an interest in hair. I did it when I was in high school, when I was young. Um, I'm from New Jersey, so when I moved to Florida, that was the um, idea 
after high school, I would go right into beauty school, but I didn't really find one that I fit in or I felt comfortable in. So I just started working full time at a radiology center. And it wasn't until uh, one of the physicians there told me that I could do better with myself and that I needed to um, do something else. And I said, the only thing that I'd want to do would be hair. He said, well, then that's what you need to do. So then I enrolled in Palm Mitchell to school. So you said you were doing hair before then? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, like my neighbors or my friends, my mom, my sister, nothing serious. I worked um, my junior and senior year, I worked at the local beauty parlor in New Jersey. Okay. What was the name of that beauty parlor? Uh, Studio 94, which it's no longer there. Okay. So Studio 94, what kind of, what kind of, what were you doing there? What was your role? Um... I I did the front desk. I mean, it was like a two-chair salon. We did nails. Um, I basically, yeah, I, I, I did the front, handled the money. And um, when the daughters of the mothers that came in to get their hair done, I'd entertain them and sometimes do their hair. And I even burnt a little girl's ear with the curling iron. What? <laughs> Okay. I still remember that. So when you say you were doing their hair, what were you doing? Like just styling their hair? Yeah. I mean like blow drying, curling. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So you were, you were kind of playing with Yeah. I gave up sports to work at a beauty parlor. Like I, I, I did sports in high school and I wanted a full-time job or, well not full-time, but after high, after class. And then I, I went to the, you know, the salon. Okay. Now, where did you grow up? In New Jersey. Where at? This small town called Blairstown, which you might be familiar with if you watched the Blair Witch Project or um, what the hell is the other the movie with the Blairstown Diner was in? Mm. Um, Jason, one of the Jason movies, maybe? Well, Friday the 13th? Yeah, something. One of the, yeah. Okay. So you grew up there, older brothers? Um, brothers, Older sister, sister, younger brother. Okay. Older sister, younger brother. So you're a middle child. Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome. And what was it like growing up in Jersey, in Blairstown? Um, well, it's funny because when I say I'm from New Jersey, people think I'm from like, you know, ooh, dirty jurors or like the city, but I'm actually from the country and I had cows in my backyard. We had acres and acres of land that I grew up on, but it was still a very small town. The closest movie theater was like 20 minutes away. And the main hangout spot was in the A&P parking lot, which was the supermarket. So everyone would go to the supermarket to go hang out. And um, we'd always um, try to figure out where we'd go from there to, you know, underage drink or, or do whatever. There was nothing to do in my town. Okay. In fact, if I was still there, I'd, I'd probably have three kids with three different fathers. I don't know. It was It was just a small town and... There was nothing going on. Okay. And so what? how did you end up in Florida? Uh, well, my grandparents lived here, and my parents always wanted to move down here. So when I graduated, they had sold the house, and I knew I wasn't going away to college. So I came with them, and we all ended up down here in Florida. Now, when you say you knew you weren't going away to college, I mean, were you a good student? Were you not a good student? I was a decent student, but I mean, I remember cheating off my best friend in my senior year of the vocabulary test because... I didn't take my SATs. I knew I wasn't applying for any kind of college. So I just, um, 
I just was graduating. I was, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say I barely passed high school because I passed. I was like an average student. Okay. And so then when you started looking at that job, you gave up sports, got in the beauty salon. When you got down here, did you like, did you go out? You didn't go after your beauty right away. Um, no, I did. I came down here and then we went and toured one of the local beauty schools in Tampa. And I remember saying to my mom and my mom getting so pissed off, but after, um, touring one of the schools, I said, ma, I do not want to go to beauty school. And then, um, she said, well, if you don't go to beauty school, you better get a full-time job. So that's what I did. What was it that made you not want to go to beauty school? Oh, the school. It was just, I mean, the girl, I remember walking in and it was like, it was just not what what we would expect now. I mean, I just, I didn't get the feeling like this is what I wanted to do. It was so not, not good. What was it? What was it I, about the school? Was I don't dirty? know. Was yeah, it? I guess it was dirty. It didn't seem like, like when I walked in, it just felt like I did not feel comfortable. I'm, I just, I don't know. It just was not, it wasn't, I didn't feel like I wanted to go to beauty school. Okay. All right. But lo and behold, how many years later did you go to beauty school? Um, was probably seven years later. Seven years later. So you're working, so you went to Palma to the school and that's where we actually met. That is where we met. You were my teacher. And so you were, and you were like, and the cool thing about it guys is like, is when I, what kind of like caught my eye is the fact that Jenna was the type of individual that would, she just came in, she did what she had to do, she got the work done, she wasn't late, she wasn't excuse maker, she wasn't, she was just, she was a, what I call a grinder. She came in and grinded, and I watched her, and I knew she was working full time, and she would come in the, in the salon or the school, and just do her work, do her thing, and just be there present, and she was always, like, engaged in what she was doing. She didn't get involved in all of the... You know, the gossiping and, and all of the other humdrum that involved in the school. So when you were coming through school, like, what was your... Did you have a goal or target in mind? What kept you so focused? Um, honestly, when I decided to go to Paul Mitchell, the school, uh, one of the physicians that I worked with, he, he basically pushed me to go. And I just went with thinking that I would just go and get my license and work maybe part-time on the weekends, doing doing hair maybe at Great Clips or Supercuts. Like I was not trying to be like a full-time hairdresser. I just wanted like a side thing. I thought I'd still work doing what I was doing. Um, but going, I don't know. I just, I knew, I guess because I had held like a full-time position at you know, and I had responsibility at this medical facility for so long. I just went at night. I just wanted to go get my hours, learn as much as I could and be done. I mean, I don't, I don't really remember. Well, I mean, I guess I was what I'm 32 now, it's like seven years ago, however old that would be. I mean, I was tired. I just wanted to go and do what I needed to do okay. and then pass my, my test. I had no, I mean, yeah, I might have said I wanted to own a salon or whatever, but honestly, like, I was still living with my parents at the time, and I just, yeah, I just thought I'd work at Grey Clips and just make some money cutting a lot of hair. 
And so when you thought about Great Clips, was that just because you knew the name? That's probably because that's where I went and got my hair cut at the oh, time. okay. All right. <laughs> Good old Barb. Sense. That makes sense. Yeah, Barb. Barb used to cut my hair at Great Clips. But, like, I didn't... I didn't know. I mean, I had gone to salons before, but I didn't have any idea, like, what what there was out there, like, or, or what I'm involved with now. There was nothing like that that I was exposed to. So I just went, I'm like, okay, I'm going to learn how to do hair, get my license, and then I'll be able to do hair professionally. But I wasn't by any means trying to become anything other than maybe doing it on the weekends. Okay. Okay. So now as we move forward, right, you go through school. You graduate school, and then how do you become involved in the Salon 1.0? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> no, so Sunny was my um, was my teacher or my learning leader in high it, not in high school, in beauty school. And I remember hearing him on stage, and he was super passionate. At the time, he was working with another salon, and he was sharing that with us. And um, he believed in, in what he was talking about. And I just remember watching him and there was something inspiring about like how he, he worked and how he taught. And it was just, I guess, different. Like, I wish I really remembered at what point it like kind of all clicked. But, um, I remember I made a friend in beauty school. His name was Tomas and he became friendly with Sonny. And I was kind of always like hanging out in the back, kind of waiting to see what was going to happen and just kind of minding my business. And then, uh, yeah, one day you had asked me um, when I was coming to one of your your trainings. And I was like, I don't know. When are you going to invite me? And then from there on, then he couldn't get rid of me. And here I am. I drive him crazy. But So so now you came on board, right? You were, you know, our our first, you know, real... Like yeah, I don't think I was like the first one that actually came through your doors, but I may have been like the first one that stuck, I guess. Okay. So you so you were the first one that stuck. Now, where do, how do we get from there to you now becoming a a partner and co-owner in the company? Well, I think I um I'm a very comfortable individual. I don't like a lot of change. So, the fact that I was even going to beauty school was enough change for me. But I went and then I got to know you. I got comfortable with you and I started working with you. And um, I think at one point I didn't know exactly where the salon was going to be. And then my mom found you. And (laughs) then she called me and she was like, I found Sunny. Um, But yeah, I'm here now because I started, you know, working with you and you taught me a lot. And then, um, you shared a lot of information with me and you introduced, um, this like reading books and, you know, listening to things. And I read a book by, um, Kim Kiyosaki, Robert Kiyosaki's wife. And I forget what was the name of it. Um, so Robert Kiyosaki is the author of the rich dad, poor dad. Oh, rich women. Maybe it was a rich women or something like that. So I read that, and then um, Sonny was cutting my hair one day, and I think I had mentioned to him then, I'm like, oh, I want to invest in the salon. So he was like, okay. <laughs> right. Like, hey, I want to invest in the salon. So- and, well, the reason why I said that was because in the book, which I encourage everyone to read the book, um, she had mentioned um, being a woman, and everyone has different opinions of this, but she had um, said to become independent, not dependent, on 
men. Like a lot of women, you know, they get married and they're dependent on men. They have children. And then once they go away to school, they really have no, like nothing. There's no self-significance or self-worth because they're, they're parents. And then that's all they know. So she said, um, you know, but to become independent. So I said, okay, well, you know, I have some money away. And then I, um, Sonny has this grand vision and he, you know, would, you know, describe it to me and I believed in it. So I said, I'd like to, to help you out with the next salon. And here I am. And here you are. So now you're all in and you have, you know, a stake in the salon. You're still a full-time hairstylist. Yeah, What sure. other kind of opportunities or, or obligations do you have to the company beyond just doing hair these days? Um, well, I, I've taken, um, I also do some of our, um, like our media stuff. We also have like a 1.0 media little company, but with that, you know, I do like different, um, flyers and, um, things related to like Snapchat filters and, um, programs and, different artwork and media that might go on in the salon. I do that. I handle payroll. I pay the bills and I, um, you know, you have a lot. So you have a lot. Going well, I, it could be a lot. Yeah. I mean, how do you deal it's with not that complicated. Have, and you have a full clientele. Yeah. Do you feel like, and I'm also, I try, I'm learning also. I'm also every day growing to be like a, you know, team leader and trying to help the, the new staff that, we bring on board. Okay. I'm, that's still a test. I'm working on it. <laughs> so it's a test. What's the biggest test in leadership? What's the biggest challenge? Oh God, just dealing with different personalities okay. because, and I'm dealing with my own personality. Okay. I feel like before I can try to interact with a new personality, I have to figure out and dissect my own so that I can, you know, help someone else out. So do you think that is, what, what would you say in all the things that you do, like what is the most challenging? Um, the most challenging for me is probably, um, I would, communicating with, with the other members of the team. Okay. Awesome. So now you're, now you're in the salon, you know, you're, you're helping, you know, manage and grow a company. Mm -hmm. When you, when you take a step back, I want you to kind of just, you know, look at that from a bird's eye view. Like what kind of things are you seeing in the horizon? Like what's next for you? Like what are some of the things that you want to do with your profession as, I mean, you've done a lot in a very reasonably mm -hmm. short period of time to go from being in the medical field, to going to beauty school, to becoming a salon owner partner in a multiple salon company, to helping with media, becoming a leader, handling all, a lot of the administrative aspects of a salon, and managing a full clientele. That's a lot. That's a tremendous accomplishment in the last short seven to eight years. What's next? What can we expect to see from you in the future? What kind of things do you have brewing or on your, on your horizon that are coming? Um, gosh, I mean, I still love working with my clients right now. 
that I currently have. So I'd love to continue on doing that. But also, um, you know, with with your grand vision of opening multiple locations and us constantly hiring new staff, because we have a pretty solid staff right now, a good team, a strong team. But I know with the fact that we're going to open more locations or take on new locations, I feel like I, even though I'm not, you know, uh, you know, I don't have educator behind my name or I'm not like a, you know, national educator whatsoever, I still feel like I have a lot to teach. So I think if I take a, a chunk of my time away from the chair, I could, I have a lot of information to give to new staff and train them and, um, be able you know, be able to teach them how to do what I do behind the chair in less time than what I did. Awesome. That's really cool. That's really cool, guys. And what you can hear right now in this conversation is it's about someone that is, like, looking at, like, what is next for not only herself, but for that next generation of hairstylists, whether it's within our company or somebody that may be considering coming into our company. So that's pretty awesome to hear, and that's what it's all about. It's about helping that next generation, and that's what YFY is all about. And that's what we set out upon this mission. This is a passion project where we do want to help create a, a template, if you will, a guiding light or a GPS for people that are coming into the industry to help guide them once they look over their right and left shoulder and that instructor isn't there. That next two years is scary, and that's when most people drop out. We see so many people that graduate and leave a beauty school, and in one to two years, they're no longer in the industry. A tremendous amount of people. And that's oh, I why think half the people that haven't made it with us, well, or people, more than half. People that, yeah, that haven't made it with us, and people in the industry in general. And that's why we set out upon this mission. And so that's what you're hearing here, and that's kind of people and, and the culture that we are building within the salon. So it was awesome to hear that perspective from Jenna, who is an amazing stylist. In my opinion, you know, the best stylist mm. in the state of Florida. I wouldn't go that she far. She will not let you down. You need to follow her on Instagram. You can follow and check out her work at Jenna Wasag. That's W-A-S-A-G, and it's J-E-N-N-A. So make sure you guys are following her. I'll link that up in the, in the notes on this episode. And... Last thing, Jenna, here's what I want to know. I want you to speak to that young girl or guy that's just getting started in beauty school. What do they need to be looking for in a salon, in a career? Like, what are some things, if you were to, you know, give them just a, a tidbit of guidance, what would you say to that fresh, they just started, they just signed up for beauty school, and they've got their whole life in front of them, what kind of advice could you give them? Oh, gosh, it's a tough question. Um, I wish I could say, because um, I hear when a lot of people come and they interview, uh, interview with us, they say, oh, this is my passion, this is this, or I'm like, so, you know, oh, my God. But um, I guess I I would just say, Find someone that you click with, find a mentor, find someone who believes in what um, you believe in and stick with them and follow them and uh, really just focus on what you want. There's so many disturbances or 
outside influences that, you know, can, you know, lead you to one way or another. But I think just, um, it's, it's not going to be easy. Like when you graduate beauty school, you still have to go take your state boards. Once you pass, you're basically building a business on your own. So stay as, as educated as possible. And if you're not into a certain part of this career path, then, then find someone who is that can assist you. Uh, cause I'm not like, as far as the business goes, like there's still so much for me to learn. Um, there's parts of it that I'm kind of not into it. So I have Sunny that is, but, um, just, uh, if, if you're really into it, and and this is not just beauty it's it's whatever like i guess just oh i don't know it's hard for me to to pinpoint but just know it's not just about doing hair it's so beyond just doing the hair like doing the hair that's what's fun and that's what what makes you you know feel great it's beyond the the doing the hair and even if you're not owning a salon per se, you're still owning your own business within a business. So um, it's important. It's just as important as becoming a lawyer, becoming a doctor, becoming a whatever. Like this is like the real deal. It's not a. It's not a fucking joke. So I mean, I, I don't. I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah, I mean. I think that was awesome. And I think, honestly, you guys, this interview has really turned out to be exactly what I thought it would be, which was nothing short of amazing. You heard it. And this is, you know, the thing that we bring you on YFY is we bring you practicality. We're not people sitting up in an ivory tower talking about the way it should be or could be or we wish it was. We're bringing you information from people that are down in the dirt doing it. This is every day. And we didn't get to talk about too much of our, our numbers and what we do, but Jenna, as a stylist, this is a stylist who, behind the chair, you know, in a short period of time out of school, is producing, you know, upward, in upwards of $150,000 of hair in a single year. And that's serious business. That's serious skill set. That's serious repetition. That's serious traffic. That's serious workflow. So we are not coming to you from a, oh, we think. We're coming to you from a, this is what we've experienced. We're sharing our real experiences. And I knew this interview would really capture that. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this interview. I hope you guys take a lot from this interview. And I hope that you'll share this interview with people that you know that could use a little, as I like to say, checkup from the neck up. And as we continue to embark on our next journey, which is the year of 2017, it is December 31st, it is 11.15 p.m., we are 45 minutes away from ringing in the new year. As we continue to embark on our next journey for the next year, we hope that you guys are going to join us. We hope that you guys are going to grow with us. Both Jenna and myself look forward to seeing you guys out on the YFY book tour segments that we're going to be putting together for 2017. And if you haven't got your copy of YFY the book, I want you to go to yourfirstyearin.com, order your copy of the book. I'm going to personally sign it. 
I'm going to put it in a brown envelope, put an address label on it, and take it to the post office and put it in the mail. You are talking to not only the author, but the mail shipper and handling person as well. And as we look at this year, and we look at YFYI, maybe it is your first year. Remember what this podcast is about. This podcast is about helping you learn how to build your career right once, or else you'll be doomed to build it again. And on that note, in parting, I'd like to ask Jenna just a couple more words of wisdom before we sign off and wish you a happy new year. I don't know. Um, I guess uh, don't give up. Never give up. And just fucking do it. That's it. That's it, guys. That is it. I cannot add anything else. There's nothing else I can add to that. She said it all. Thanks for listening, guys. Happy New Year. Happy 2016. And to a happy 2017. We look forward to growing with you. This is Sunny D. This is the YFYI Podcast. And we look forward to talking to you. In the new year. Happy New Year. Mama said that every word was on my name. I'm the best you've ever had. If you think I'm burning out, I never am. Hit on play.